I don't want to be a martyr. Nor I. I want to live. That is good. For believing what you do, we confer upon you a rare gift these days. A martyr's death. The cross commands you. The blood of the martyrs commands you. I wrote them down in my diary so that I wouldn't have to remember. All right, we are going to take a slight little aside from our historical run. In other words, no Roman emperors today. None, none at all. Instead, we are going to fast forward to the 20th century. Dun, da, da, da. Now, warning and disclaimer. And I've said this before when it comes to ancient church history, so I will remind you of it now. When it comes to a lot of these things, we are dependent upon secondhand testimony or eh, iffy testimony sometimes. So there may be, I don't know, I don't think embellishment is the right word, but there may be some historical difficulties, if you want to be technical about it, in a lot of these uh, accounts that we give you. And today is a good example. I, I was hesitant. I almost threw it out, but I decided I will keep it in there. And the reason I almost threw it out is because it is dated to between sometime between 1966-ish to around 1977-ish, depending on who you're reading and what the source is. What's interesting, though, is that no matter when it's placed, the details of the story are very consistent. And that's one of the other reasons I almost uh, uh, disincluded it, is because they're almost too consistent. Like, it was just handed down, but it doesn't have a time frame that it fits in. So we are going to look at it as if it takes place in the 66-67 range, because I think looking at the... Oh, my brain just stopped. Looking at the context around it, I think that time frame makes more sense. And if I'm completely wrong, then I will be completely wrong, and you can do what you want with it. So we are moving to middle 1960s China. This is during the Red Guard phase of the Cultural Revolution of Mao. So this is the early portion of the Cultural Revolution. Um, a two-year cleansing, and you should put cleansing in air quotes, of the Chinese people, culture, and think of it as mind floss, trying to scrub your brain with Listerine. During this time is the introduction of the removal of the four olds, and if you want to see what worldly philosophy looks like, the four olds, we're going to remove old ideas, old culture, old customs, and old habits. Now, what would that not include, just out of curiosity? And I'm serious about that. Ideas, culture, customs, and habits. What in your world would that not include as being old? That's why it was used, because it would have included everything. You could eliminate any ideology you didn't like. You could eliminate any habit you did not like. You could eliminate any idea you did not like. Excuse me. Now, during this time this little two-year window, the, in and around Beijing, there were over 22,000 arrests made. We don't have firm details on the disposition of many of these or on a lot of what happened, but to put into a perspective what the possibilities are, during what has been uh, known as Red August, the Red Guard had 1,700 killings, 
34,000 lootings where they would ransack homes, destroy property, businesses, things like that, and 85,000 exiles from Beijing and the surrounding provinces. That's one month. Now, if you start extrapolating that out over the course of a couple of years, you can see where this would get really bad really, really quickly. Now, why do I give you all of that fun little history? Because there is nothing new under the sun. If I told you that there was a group of radicalized teenagers and 20-somethings empowered by the benevolent, air quotes, dictator and autocrat of the empire and sent out to root out anything that he has considered to be unhelpful or non-productive or divisive ideas, you could take that general template and you could put it into communist China. You could put it into Soviet Russia. You could put it into communist Cuba. You could also put it into Inquisition Europe. You could put it into... Roman Empire. You could put it into almost any historical period, and you would see the enemies of God seeking to make themselves rich so that their name be praised, a la the Tower of Babel, so that they would be rich and powerful and wise in their own eyes, shaking their fist at their Creator and rejecting anything and everything that they could define as coming from Him in His hand. <clears throat> That's why this matters. There is nothing new under the sun. The ideas have not changed. And when secular philosophy is given full sprout, it does not create utopia because humans are depraved and sin corrupts everything. Rather, when secular philosophy is given its full bloom, it creates death, destruction, and misery across time, language, ethnic backgrounds, cultural heritage, you name it, sin corrupts and it corrupts everything. So, <sighs> Xi Xin Sui and Ho Sui Tzu, and I have no idea if I said this correctly, but I'm going to act like I did. These two ladies were arrested. Their ages are unknown. And at some point during this cultural revolution, they were rounded up and marked for death by the guards. Interestingly, they were arrested with their pastor. So I don't know what they were caught doing. I don't know where they were caught. I don't know if this was just a small Bible study and everybody else got away. I don't know if they were traveling to, but I have no idea. No earthly idea whatsoever. I do know that these guards are especially sadistic. And the reason I say they're especially sadistic is because they separated the pastor from the girls. And over a period of time, I have no idea how long, they began, how would the mob put it, working on him. And the way they would work on him is, you know, your standard persecution Christian torture methods. You know, beat him and starve him and, you know, dunk his head in the water and, you know, make him listen to ABBA music. Stuff like that. You know, the, the, all the terrors of life. I'm kidding if you love ABBA, that's fine. You know, disco's not my thing, though. It is what it is. <laughs> now... At some point during these uh, festivities, this pastor was granted the opportunity to be released. And of course, yes, you already know that there comes a catch here. There's, there's always a catch. Nothing is free. Nada. Nothing is free. The catch was that he would have to be the executioner 
for the other two condemned Christians, his two parishioners, these young girls. And I say young girls, based on what I can figure out, they're probably in their teen or teenage years or in their 20s, somewhere in that ballpark. Well, you can imagine the horror from a pastor with this idea. So he refuses and refuses and refuses, and then at some point he cracks. Now again, he who perseveres to the end will be saved. The reason why that verse is so important to understand and why knowing some of these stories and knowing some of this history is so important is you're sitting there going, I don't want to blame him. I don't want to condemn him because I don't know if I wouldn't crack, and I get that. But what empowered Polycarp? What empowered Ignatius? What empowered Lawrence, who we talked about last week? What empowered Perpetua? What gave John the strength? Peter and Paul and all of the people, the one from several weeks ago, Vanya. What strengthens these people to do these things? It's God and the work in the Holy Spirit. I know you're worried about whether or not you would crack and whether you would stand firm. That's God's job to strengthen you. The way you ensure that you don't crack is not by trying to figure out if you would and not by worrying about it. It's by trusting in him, leaning into him, so that when the time comes, your hope will be found in God. Your faith will be found in God. Therefore, your strength will be found in God. This matters. The life you're living now is a preparation for the best of the best in the eternal kingdom, and it's also preparation for the worst of the worst in this temporal kingdom. So, pastor breaks. They give him the revolver. They bring him to the two young ladies. This is the quote that comes down to us. May God reward you for all that you have done for us. You also taught us that Christians are sometimes weak and commit terrible sins, but they can be forgiven again. When you regret what you are about to do to us, do not despair like Judas, but repent like Peter. God bless you, and remember that our last thought of you was not one of indignation against your failure. Everyone passes through hours of darkness. We die with gratitude. He shot him. And give you a dollar if you can guess what the uh, prison guards did next. Yeah, you know exactly what they did next. They shot him. According to the testimony, there was no repentance, there was no pleading, there was only screaming as he was executed. Why? Well, because he wasn't strengthened. Why do they have that attitude? I wouldn't have that attitude. I could never have that attitude. You don't need to have that attitude right now. They needed it then, and God provided it. God trained them. God raised them up, and God secured them to his eternal kingdom. And that would turn out to be worthless pastor. He will receive his reward. And that's something we have to be comforted by, Christian. That our justice is not always here. But in eternity, in God's kingdom, his justice is always good and it is always right. Our hope and our righteousness are not found here, but they are found in the loving care of a God who is redeeming his people and is carrying them forward to that good day. Always remember that. And until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye.